This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m., keeping you up to date with everything going on in the world of Arsenal. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Good morning, people joining us in the chat box live. Uh, Matt G, good morning to you. Taguna0411. Mikey, uh, Tony, Elder, who else have we got in here? Olu and Ozzy and Odorile and uh, Kaiser. Daniel, good morning, guys. PTM, Jez, Jason, Damien, Tommy, Temi, Tammy. Uh, Tammy, Tommy, Temmy, what? <laughs> Jason, clear away, Dave, Martin, Mark. Good morning, guys. Hope you're doing good and well. Uh, Peter, good morning. I'm off to sleep after DJing. No drum and bass, sorry, Tom, before driving to Baltimore of a bunch of NYC gooners. I, I mean, I can't. I just, what do you mean, no drum and bass? What, what do you mean? What, what's that about? <laughs> you need to get into the real stuff. You need to get into the real stuff. Um, but no, I hope you have a fantastic trip and time in Baltimore. Of course, Arsenal play tonight um well tomorrow for some people i guess um but they play a play tonight midnight uk time is the kickoff um i might be able to do a show tomorrow morning i don't know i probably should um but i'll keep you updated uh because i don't know whether or not i'm gonna be able to stay up and watch the game i've got plans this evening so i'm not sure whether or not i'm gonna be able to stick around to watch it and i'll have to catch up on the whole game but we'll see we'll see how it goes um secondly thank you to everybody that got involved in our twitter space from yesterday we did that um at 6 p.m we ran that through till about half eight did a two and a half hour session of uh of twitter spacing so thank you to everyone that tuned in that was over like I think it was over a thousand, maybe even, I think it was definitely over a thousand of you that did. So thank you to everybody that did get involved and to our speakers as well. And sorry that we can get more of you involved. It's quite tricky when there's that many people listening to a Twitter space, but uh, yeah, it was good fun. And, and hopefully we can do more of those in the future. Without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. We start with William Saliba. Now you may have seen um yesterday you may have seen yesterday that uh there was a couple of reports suggesting that William Saliba would leave um and uh that he wants to leave and he has no interest in signing a new contract how ironically um how ironically that could get put up pretty much the same time as Arsenal released an interview with William Saliba talking specifically 
um, about uh, the fact that he, you know, he wants more from next season, that he's important, that he's watching the games. He watched every Arsenal game last year, that he's spoken to Arteta, that he feels good to be back and that it's important to, you know, get all of this training done before the start of the new season. He seems very committed at this point. You know, he seems very focused on trying to uh, get involved in what's going to happen next season and take his opportunity well. He's got two years left on his contract at Arsenal. Arsenal, of course, wants to renew. Uh, and we will see what indeed does end up happening with uh, Saliba. I'm sure before the end of this window, there'll be more clarity on this. And Arteta, of course, is going to be asked on Saliba. I'm sure they did this to try and settle some nerves around the player. But it was good to see an interview with him, which you can watch on the Arsenal website. What wasn't so good yesterday, unfortunately, was some news that broke almost immediately after we finished um, the show, uh, which is that Amari Hutchinson has now joined Chelsea. This is news to you. Uh, it may come as a bit of a shock because he is one of our best young players in the under 23s academy. Um, it's a real, it, it's on chat box. I've said, I can see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, <laughs> sorry, those that are watching on catch up, everyone's frantically telling me that Fabrizio Romano has tweeted about Zinchenko. Don't worry, we'll get there. Don't worry, we're, we, we've got it. Um, but regarding Amari Hutchinson, I'm trying to contextualise this is the fact that Arsenal have got an incredible number of young and talented players at the club. And a club the size of Arsenal competing at the top of the Premier League, you're never going to be able to keep as many as possible. It's just not feasible. It's just not reality. The issue I've got with Amari Hutchinson in this sense is that he's gone to a club that just makes absolutely no sense of why you would think you're going to get any better opportunity. I might understand if you move to, say, a mid-table Premier League team or a lower-level Premier League team and you're going to get more chances. But moving to Chelsea, burning every possible bridge with all of the Arsenal fans that, of course, have, have watched and have supported to a level up until leaving, it's a, just a bit of a strange one. Um, and, of course, there will be <laughs> and has been certainly backlash, I've said online, to Amari Hutchinson's decision. Um, I get that there was frustration. I understand. My understanding was there was frustration about a lack of, you know, opportunity with the senior side. He was on the bench for the Arsenal senior side quite a lot towards the end of last season. Didn't get a chance. And to be honest, without the competitions, um, it's it's a frustration. But at the end of the day, Arsenal have managed to keep hold of following Balogun, Kayon Edwards, Kido Taylor Hart. You can't keep them all. And if he's not willing to sign a contract, Arsenal can't just start giving out £40,000 per week contracts to all their kids. Because, you know, we've given forty grand a week to Balogun. We can't start giving all of these contracts to these young guys because then all you're going to do is going to set yourself into a position whereby every youngster just runs down their deal and then gets a big contract at the end of it because Arsenal are desperate to keep them. Sometimes you have to dig your heels in. Uh, and sometimes you just have to let this go. And uh, thankfully, we've got plenty of other exciting players that are coming through. We'll see if he ever does make anything of his career at Chelsea. It just seems a bit of a strange one. I'm not sure how his opportunities will be bettered there than it would have done at Arsenal. Maybe I'm proven wrong, but uh, he's certainly burned bridges with this club by moving there, that's for sure. Uh, now, Arsenal are being pretty firm in their stance on Bert Leno. Apparently, Fulham have had a £10 million offer turned down by Arsenal, and Arsenal are holding out for something closer to £15 million. I welcome this. I welcome this type of stubbornness from Arsenal on these fees. Bernd Leno is a very good goalkeeper. He's a Premier League level goalkeeper. And £10 million, no matter if he's got a year left on his contract, is a small amount of money. 
you know, that was kind of the minimum I was expecting to get for Bert Leno. Uh, if we're going to go for 15 million, wow, that that would be impressive. I'd, I'd hold my hands up and say, fair play, I do. If you can get 15 million quid for Bert Leno with a year left on his contract. Um, but yeah, Arsenal supposedly have turned down the first offer from Fulham and are holding out for something closer to £15 million uh, next season. Um, moving forwards, Bakaya Saka, there is a confidence growing within the Arsenal camp that he will indeed renew his contract. That said, Manchester City are certainly circling uh, the player and are prepared to offer a serious bid and potentially negotiate with the player. You can see with his contract now with two years left on it, that City may position themselves to say, look, just stay with Arsenal for a couple of years and then we'll snap you up on a a free in two seasons' time. Arsenal, however, are intent on trying to get his contract renewed and will hope to complete that this summer. It may go on into the season, but their hope is that they will complete that new renewal of his contract and get a three-year extension to take it through to 2027 as soon as possible. Hopefully it's 2027 with an extra year. We'll see. Now, reports... Uh, came out yesterday evening. This is live whilst I was doing the. Uh, this is live whilst I was doing the stream uh, and the Twitter Spaces that uh, Arsenal had put in a bid or were preparing at least to put in a bid for Edmund Tapsoba of Bayer Leverkusen. This is a player that we were linked to last summer, quite a lot last summer. We did a tactical breakdown on him. You can still go and watch that. It's a year old, but you can still get a good idea about the player. He's very good. I like him. Uh, I just don't really see why we would sign him. We've got Gabriel and Saliba and White, and both White and Saliba are right-footed. And, you know, so is he. He's right-footed also. So it doesn't make all that much sense to me why we would go and spend that amount of money on him. The report comes uh, from Gianluigi Longari, who is uh, an Italian journalist uh, who's for Sports Italia TV. I know nothing about whether or not they're reliable. Uh, but it does say on here that he's written for Tuto Mercato and for uh, Sport Italia della Sport, which I, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here and saying they are the bastion of truth when you're talking about a player who isn't Italian that plays in Germany moving to a potential English team. You know, when we look at kind of links, what we do is, is we say, is the people or the person or the outlet reporting, are they based in the same nation as the club or as the player or where the player's from? And in this case, none of those are the case. So I would certainly, I would certainly, you know, uh, <laughs> be a little bit hesitant to say that this is a deal that Arsenal will end up doing or that either Saliba or Gabriel are moving on this summer. But it is a link that did crop up yesterday evening. So we'll see if indeed anything changes between now and then. The other uh, centre-back that was linked slash left-back is Calvin Bassey of Rangers, who had a really, really strong Europa League campaign, of course, getting all the way to the final. Um, physical, powerful, tall, fast, intelligent. Um, really good for a 22-year-old. There would be a risk coming from Scottish footballers. There usually is, but we've got good out of Kieran Tierney, of course. Um, and this came from the same outlet that reported the links to Amari Hutchinson and specifically moving to Chelsea. They broke the news. The secret scout is who that was that reported this. So, you know, in terms of reliability, they were very much on the money with the Amari Hutchinson. So I have no doubt to suggest that this isn't true, that Arsenal don't have an interest in the player coming from a source that's got good credibility as of the last 24 hours. So Calvin Bassey, potentially as what would be a competitor to the left centre-back role. We all can probably understand that Pablo Marie at this stage is, is going to move on at some point this summer. I'd be very surprised if he did end up staying. 
But Calvin Bassey said to be a player on Arsenal's radar and, of course, a player that we will, if these links do intensify, look to do a tactical breakdown and updated version on the Tap Sober one as well. Now, our headline story, and just as we were recording, thankfully, it comes out now rather than during the minutes after we close. But Fabrizio Romano just tweeting that Arsenal and Manchester City have now reached a verbal agreement in principle for Alexander Zinchenko. The fee is around £30 million. Personal terms are still being discussed. Salary length of contract and negotiation. Key step to completing the agreement. You know, this is a very, very good deal for Arsenal. A very, very good deal indeed. Uh, I cannot wait to see Zinchenko, if this is to happen, come to the club. I think this is a very smart bit of business. It's an upgrading bit of business. It steps up two positions. He competes with Tierney. He competes with Xhaka. And if it was my choice between starting him or Xhaka in the left eight role, I would choose Zinchenko because I think he offers a lot more going forwards. He's a lot more mobile. He suits the style of play that Arteta wants to play. I think that he would add so much to the Arsenal midfield. And he does, in a way, when we talked about kind of the starting midfield three that Arsenal have of Partey, Xhaka, Erdegaard, he breaks that mould. You know, Partey, Zinchenko and Erdegaard as a midfield three, it takes it up slightly. I'm not saying it's a massive upgrade, but it's an upgrade. I really, really am looking forward to seeing if this deal gets done, what he can offer to Arsenal next season. It covers two positions really, really well. And cover is the wrong word because I don't want covers. I don't want backups. I want competitors. And Zinchenko is an absolute competitor at Arsenal for next season. And uh, that's why he's costing the amount of money that he is. I know the price tag is surprising for some, but uh, £30 million is, I think, a very reasonable figure for a player of his quality, age, uh, standing, stature, history in terms of trophies that he's won at Manchester City and, of course, playing for Manchester City and coming from there is never going to be a cheap deal whilst you've got at least two-plus years left on your deal. So there you go. Alexander Zinchenko closing in on a move to Arsenal after a deal has been agreed with the club. Now it's on Arsenal to agree terms with the player. But look... It looks good. It looks good right now, and I'm feeling good about it. If you want to know more about Zinchenko, you can watch our tactical breakdown on him, which came out the uh, day before yesterday. We did that two days ago, so that was on Thursday evening. So it's worth giving that a watch. You get insight from the Athletic Sam Lee and Ukrainian football journalist Andrew Todos as well. Definitely worth a watch if you haven't already checked it out. Um, that completes all of today's stories. So we're going to move on to the second half of the show and tackle as many of your questions as we can. So now is the, st- the time to start throwing those cues into the chat and we'll try and, and tackle as many of them as we can after this quick break. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat and see what questions we've got to try and answer today. Uh, let's go to Temi, who says, does Zinchenko signing mean we won't get Tielemans? It's a good question and certainly worth asking. The ultimate answer is I don't know. Um, I don't know whether or not it will stop us from getting Tielemans. What I would say is that I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get Tielemans because we've got Zinchenko. I don't think it would be surprising that we would instead look to sign a more attacking player. Again, Romano was talking with James Benj on CBS side of things and talking about the fact that they're expecting Arsenal to move for a winger in the coming days. Who that winger is, we don't know. Could it be a Moussa Diaby? Moussa Diaby was also linked. And uh, as in the thumbnail, 
He's a player that has been linked to Arsenal. Ben Jacob speaking about Moussa Diaby yesterday. Um, I, I think that he's a player that would add loads of quality to the Arsenal team. But he isn't the winger that he isn't a winger that would offer you anything in terms of com- competition in the middle. And I kind of wanted a wide forward that would offer us something in the middle as well. And Diaby is not that, but he is versatile. He can play on both flanks and he's a very, very good winger at that. Uh, and still very young and would fit the age profile of players that Arsenal are looking to as well. But who knows? Who will be the winger that we go for? But Tillemans, I think there's a chance that his potential move to Arsenal is affected by Zinchenko. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Matt, have I, have I read about the links to Leroy Sane? Yes, I didn't really cover them because I just don't see that as a reliable or a realistic move this summer. Uh, Boston Guna says, uh, would it be a 10 out of 10 window if we finish it off with Zinchenko, Tillemans and Paqueta? Still think we need a winger. Yeah, I think it would be like a 9.5. I think someone who offers us more in the middle as well is important. But yeah, finishing the window off with those three would be a hell of a strong window overall. You know, Paqueta, Tillemans, Zinchenko, Jesus, Marquinhos, Matt Turner, uh, and Fabio Vieira, of course, would be one hell of a strong window for Arsenal and certainly one you would have to really fight hard to criticise. <laughs> really, really would. I'm sure you'll find people, though. Don't worry. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to find them. Uh, Ian says, how would you feel if the reason for Hutchinson joining Chelsea was he was not able to find his spot on the US tour? Why there has be why there has to be blame on the kid if he does think Chelsea is best for his career? Um, Ian, I know that we're always trying to move blame elsewhere. Um, but in terms of, of a move to, to Chelsea, if your decision to leave Arsenal and go to Chelsea was based upon not being included on one tour, I'd question that personally. Um, I question why Arteta didn't bring the likes of Marcelo Flores, who I think, from my understanding, decided to not join up with the Mexican sides this summer because he wanted to be part of the pre-season plans at Arsenal. I really question that decision. But Amari Hutchinson, you know... This is, I'm sure it's something that's been going on for some time. He didn't go on the Germany tour either. So I'm sure it's not been just something that's a spark at the moment. I'm imagining this has been going on for some time. So a decision not to take him on the tour, I think would have been circumstantial, to be honest. It wouldn't have really been affecting what was already going to be a move that was taking place uh, for a number of weeks and would have been under discussion for a number of weeks. Uh, Julian says, uh, Tom, do you think, uh, do you think like me that Tillemans may be a last week of the window signing Leicester may be desperate to sell by that point? Leicester are, yeah, you know, they want to move him on, but Leicester on a side that tend to be bullied in the market. I think that there are positions that are going to go on to the latter stage of the window. I know that's not going to be to the liking of Arsenal fans who want to see the majority of our business done before the season starts. I said I think we'd get a signing in before the season starts and one more after the season has kicked off. That looks like it would be the case with Zinchenko coming in before the season starts and one other maybe coming in after. Who that other one will be, I don't know right now. But I did think it would be one and then the other. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Sharif who says hi Tom do you think if we sign Zinchenko that will be uh, that will be it or do you think we'll make another marquee signing before the end of the window I think it'll be Zinchenko and one more I think there's a potential to sign another really good striker slash winger kind of wide forward player um, before the window finishes I think there's a chance that you could see an attacking midfielder type Paqueta like signing in terms of a Tillemans I just think that that might be affected by the Zinchenko arrival. I have a feeling that it might be. That's not me telling you that that deal isn't going to happen because Arsenal have been on it for a long time and they know it's not going to be a problem. 
We'll see. Um, but I think the Tillemans deal could be affected by that. Uh, AJ Gunas says, good morning, Tom. Do you think if Zinchenko do goes through, we're more likely to combine him with Paqueta? Yes, I do. Uh, in short, I know we're getting very similar questions coming in at the moment. Uh, Haj says, West Ham are looking at a striker. Target man, do you think we should still go for another striker like a Skamaka? I just don't think without the Champions League football... Arsenal have got the financial capacity to sign an out-and-out striker again this window. I think they're looking at potentially attacking players in the form of a wide player, like a Paqueta-style player who's more of an attacking midfielder again. Um, although, you know, the Athletic have pretty much cold water, put, poured cold water on that deal as is. I think that a striker will be again looked at next summer um, rather than this summer. I just think that with champ without Champions League football, we don't really have the the means to to go in for another 40 million plus. West Ham are looking at Skamaka, but they're also looking at Armando Broja at Chelsea. It'll be either one of those two. So, I mean, they're looking for a tall, powerful forward and Arsenal fans have said that's what they wanted at the start of the window. I certainly was open to the idea of bringing in contrasting forwards, but the more that we've gone through this window and the more benefits I see to having two similar style strikers in Jesus and Nketiah and us also playing to a style that doesn't necessarily ping the ball into the box as is, um, I don't think necessarily a tall target man is that much of an asset to Arsenal next season. That said, I don't think I'd be too against signing someone on loan for a season who's more of a target man style, just to give us a bit of a plan B option. You know, last 10 minutes, 15 minutes of games, throw in someone that can do some damage in the box should we need them. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Rishi says, hi from Baltimore. Long time listener, first time commenter. Great show. Thanks, Rishi. And I hope you have a fantastic time, uh, I assume, watching the boys in Baltimore. Uh, predictions for the starting 11. You know, this is the hardest starting 11 prediction to do. Preseason games are near impossible to predict. I will give you a what I would like to see tonight. You know, it's going to be mixed to match because obviously we're not going to have a really strong team and then a second team. I think it's going to be mixed to match. I would love to see Saliba play. So, you know, Matt Turner to start the first game in the US would be great. So Matt Turner, uh, Tommy Asu hasn't played yet. So, you know, bring Tommy Asu in, Saliba. Um, probably Pablo Marie. You're not going to have the starters, Gabriel and White. Maybe they'll be in the other two, but maybe Saliba and Marie. Uh, Tierney coming in at left back. Uh, then in midfields, uh, Mohamed Elneny and Lekonga as a midfield pairing. Uh, attacking midfield Fabio Vieira getting his first start Gabriel Jesus and Saka uh, Martinelli on the left and I think that's it yeah uh, so that's what I'll go with it's not going to be right because preseason's impossible to predict but that would be a great lineup to see on the day as well uh, we've got a super chat that's come in I'm trying to desperately find it here it is from uh, VJ who says do you see Vieira being a potential Partey competition for a deep line playmaker in case of a Partey injury um, also, please tell Lev and Shaheen to calm down. I haven't actually watched the Arsenal Lounge yesterday. It's something on my watch list. I know they did a transfer show yesterday. I, I don't know what they've talked about, but from the way you're saying calm down, <laughs> I dread to think what they've been saying. Um, but yeah, do I think that Vieira can play that role? No, I don't think he can. I don't think that's where you'll see him play. I don't think he can play six at all. Uh, I think the deepest you'll see Vieira play is perhaps in that left eight position or in the Odegaard role, but he's more so of an attacking midfielder and possibly playing on the right in combination or competition with Saka. So I think there's there's options there. Um, but yeah, there we go. Go check out the Arsenal Lounge if you want a varied opinion of Arsenal's transfer window. 
let's go to Kevin, who says, Tom, could Arteta be thinking of Odegaard or Vieira as the right-wing cover, leaving room for Paqueta as a more of a central figure? Potentially, as I just mentioned there on the last question, Kevin, you know, Vieira, I think, definitely has scope to play in a wider area, potentially as kind of an inside playmaker, a wide playmaker. I think he's got that ability in his locker. So, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go to uh, Francois, uh, who says, uh, or Brandon, uh, sorry, from Brandon City. Is that how I've got that wrong? Is your name actually Francois? And I've been calling you Brandon. That's awful. Uh, Florida, I I want to believe that the Saliba interview happened because of the French outlet about Saliba being unhappy at Arsenal and wanting to go back to Marseille. I definitely think they would have conducted the interview in a way to kind of settle the nerves. Absolutely. Um, and I look forward to seeing Saliba really kick on this season for Arsenal, you know, and, and prove a lot of people in and elsewhere that he does want to be at the club, does want to play, and looking like he will get opportunities this season as well. Uh, let's go to uh, Luca, who says, do you think Gabriel will leave? I'd be highly surprised if he did. Very surprised. I don't. Arsenal have no intention on selling him no interest in selling him. It would have to take a ridiculous amount of money, in my view, to tempt Arsenal into letting him go. Look, everyone has a price. And if you get a silly price for a player that's well over what they're worth, you can absolutely replace them. Um, And so that's the only way I'd ever think about letting Gabriel go is if we got an absolutely silly amount of money. I'm talking upwards of £60 million uh, for Gabriel Magalhaes because you could definitely replace him with someone. Um, And you've already got Saliba as well. So if you can get £60 to reinvest, I don't see too much of a problem with that at all. Uh, I mean, of the centre-backs that we have, he's the one that fits Arteta's kind of progressive style the least. You know, whilst he's a left-footer and, you know, fairly mobile and good in the air and a threat, he ha- he's not the, the the easy passing type that Arteta likes. Um, he's more of kind of your enforcing centre-back style. So whilst he is, you know, he's not bad of his passing, but he's not of the level of Saliba and White, for instance, so I think that that may tempt Arsenal into a sale if they got a ridiculous fee to then replace him with someone who's more of an Arteta-style centre-back. Um, let's go to uh, Medical Study Buddy, who says, uh, Hey, Tom, uh, do you think Saliba is extended but waiting for the number two shirt to be vacated? No, he hasn't re- He hasn't extended yet. Um, he has not extended his contract as of yet. There were, there were hints. There were suggestions and that, you know, tricked a lot of the ITKs pretending to know stuff on social media that he had. Um, And certainly, you know, who can blame him? You know, these guys jump on anything. But uh, no, he hasn't signed his new contract as of yet. Um, Whether he'll take the number two when Bellerin leaves, we'll we'll wait and see. But he's got the number 12 for now. And thanks. I appreciate the kind comments. Stay out of the heat. I'm trying my best, mate. I'm trying my best, but it's uh, it's ridiculously warm wherever you go. And to be honest, when I do these shows, I have to have it with the window closed and you know <laughs> all the lights on and stuff. So it gets quite warm in here. So it's a it's a tricky one to try and avoid the heat at all times. Uh, let's go to AFC Till I Die, who says, "Could Arsenal be seeking out misinformation to hide their true targets?" I don't know why they would seek it out. Um, they might leak misinformation, uh, but to be honest, Edu is doing a is, is working hard to keep everything under wraps. From Arsenal's side of things, they aren't letting information out there. The only way that inf- information is getting out is from the players' agents and from the selling or buying clubs that aren't Arsenal. That's where the information is coming from. Um, so that that's what we expect. Uh, Deep 11, what temperature is it? You know, it's reaching into the high 20s. It's going to be the early 30s uh, next week. It's going to reach up to 37 on Tuesday. It could be 40 degrees in London 
on Tuesday. Uh, it's yeah, it's getting quite ridiculous this heat wave here in the UK. It's absolutely yeah, it's it's mad. And Manoush says here in Mauritius it's freezing. Keep it freezing, and I mean this genuinely for when I'm out there in September because. You know, I could do with a dip in the temperature, to be honest. Um, let's go to... <laughs> goodness sake, Vinny. You know, this is why I vet questions before I read out Vinny's questions, because I just can't read them out. Um, let's scroll up a little bit and go to Hamster, who says, who would you like as a winger? I wouldn't mind Pedro Neto from Wolves uh, or Musa Diaby. Pedro Gonçalves is, is my choice of, of wide player who I would like to see join Arsenal this summer. Uh, Calvin says, hi, Tom. I think Arsenal are going to need another striker. I can see them struggling to break teams down. Interesting. I can't. I think it's going to be... I think this season with Jesus coming in in particular and Vieira being added also, I think we've got a lot more keys to the locks of the Premier League this summer. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see if anything indeed does change. Uh, let's go to Tim, who says, if you want to... Oh, hold on. Where's the question gone? Has he just deleted the question? I can't see it. Oh, well, it's gone now. Uh, let's go to Balaji, who says, do you think a low move to Balogun will be beneficial, considering his chances seem to be limited? Yes, absolutely. I think that he will uh, move on loan eventually this summer. Where he will go, I don't know. Um we will have to wait and see the... Sorry, I'm not going to try and rhyme all of that sentence. Uh, Anthony says, uh, Hi, a new Gunner fan here. Just subscribe. Thanks and welcome to the TGT family. Uh, let's hope this deal happens with Zinchenko. Can you see more additions to the team? But a DM is priority. I don't think we'll sign a DM. I don't think we're going to sign a DM uh, this summer at all. I think that Zinchenko comes in to play that left eight position. I think Arsenal with Partey and Xhaka and Lukonga and Elneny are happy with their deep midfield options. And I think that they are going to go and sign more of an attacking player after Zinchenko. I don't think a DM is going to happen. I might be wrong. I kind of hope I'm wrong. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with adding a more defensive quality. But I don't think uh, you're going to see a defensive midfielder come in this summer. I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Uh, Vinny says, are you writing off Vieira to play as a right-wing cover for Saka? Uh, no. And I think I've actually said on this show that I think that he will play uh, at right-wing. Maybe you, you didn't hear me. Vinny. Uh, Deep11 says, honestly, Tom, I never rated Amari and I think his celebration is pretty garbage as well. I'm not salty about this whatsoever. Jerbs <laughs> uh, says, I think Fabio and Tommy are still injured. I haven't seen them in any of the training picks or videos. Good point. Um, you're right. I haven't seen them. I think they may still be going through a bit of rehab. So yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe they won't play. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what ends up happening. They're pretty close to coming back if they are. You know, both of them are involved in, in a lot of what's going on so I still think that they'll be fine and they wouldn't have gone on the tour if there wasn't any chance of them being able to play in some of the fixtures um Priyank says Tom I'm really shocked why we sold Amari Hutchinson to Chelsea uh he still has one year left should just be kept on the bench to be honest I haven't still had confirmation that he had that year left um and I don't know if Arsenal have managed to get any kind of fee for Amari Hutchinson um, but maybe you'll you'll be able to send me a link to somewhere because I've not yet seen the confirmation that he had one year left. To my understanding, he only had that one year left last season um, and they just not sorted out what he was doing with his contract as of yet. But it is July, so you would have thought it would have expired by now, but maybe he just continued on with Arsenal until they were trying to sort out a potential extension. Who knows? Um, I don't know if there was a transfer fee. I don't know what's happened with that. So maybe we can get some more information on that today. Um, Abanav says, why are we forgetting that Tierney can play as a left centre-back too? He, I mean, he can, but only in a back three. I wouldn't be playing him at left centre-back in a back four. I don't think he's... 
I don't think he's good enough for that. Uh, I, I don't think I'd risk that right now, to be fair. Uh, we are going to wrap things up there. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support of the channel. Uh, we'll be doing more shows, of course, throughout the week. I will endeavor to try and bring you a show tomorrow. It may not be at a... I hope it is, um, but I do try and take Sundays off, to be fair. So I would be working on my day off if I did. Uh, but Arsenal are playing tonight, and there's no way I'm doing a show at 2 a.m., not a chance. So uh, we'll try and do a show tomorrow, breaking down or reacting to the friend, the friendly against Everton tomorrow. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing all of the new faces. Fabio Vieira maybe gets a start. Maybe he plays. Maybe he comes off the bench. He's obviously recovering from injury. William Saliba, for the first time in two years, pulling on an Arsenal first-team senior jersey uh, tomorrow. I've got to use words like jersey now. Of course, we are in the US for the tour. But thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.